episode 100 of Drunk on Comics. Our 100th episode. Yay! The, the Century Mark episode. Centennial Men episode. Yeah. Oh, we should have done that before we started the podcast. Centennial IPA? No. Have you ever... You know what being a Centennial Man is? Oh, is that the 100 shots of beer in 100 minutes or whatever it is? No, it's when... Oh, fuck. Actually, now I'm forgetting because there's, there's Millennium Men, there's this and that. From what I remember this one was, was three cases within three days. So that's 30 beers a day, which is quite a bit of beer. Well, normal case is 24. That's a, that's a brick of beer. Oh, I was thinking of Bush Light, though, like 30 packs. <laughs> Hams. Well, guys, <laughs> welcome to Drunk on Comics, the 100th episode. 100th episode! My name's Derek. My name's Tony. My name's Matt, and I'm surprised we can count this high. And I'm surprised Kevin uh, can can breathe. Oh, dude, it, it's it, it hurts to talk. Right now. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, why are you so hungover on comics? Oh, fine. It's like I've been drinking for a hundred straight days. I think. <laughs> what, what's what's ninety nine straight days, and I'm waking up on the hundredth. What's great is that uh, you know, since obviously we're not we're not video. Uh, <laughs> Kevin's bachelor party was last night. Wait, we're not video? Yeah. No, and but Kevin looks like a fucking rock star today. Dude. A little Billy Idol thing going yeah, on he's, here. He's got the sunglasses on, the black jacket, the hair's unintentionally spiked up, but it actually looks fucking <laughs> bad. Good. I know. <laughs> yeah. I made my appearance. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this floor looks nice and comfy. And he's on the floor. Uh we're we're gonna run uh, uh probably a little bit longer than oh don't don't put his microphone on the floor for him let make him get back no, no, up I'll make, I'm, I'm coming back up I just need to rest my eyes <laughs> uh, we we're gonna run probably a little bit long here today because we've got uh, lots rem- of reminiscing some people to thank some yeah. other stories to share and there's an epic twenty minute review from Kevin <laughs> <laughs> nobody's gonna hear it if you're not by your microphone brother I'm, I'm coming up sorry. All right, um, let's get things kicked off here, uh, you know, right off the top with Off the Shelf. And uh, once again, brought to you by Motor City Comic Con. You can check them out at MotorCityComicCon.com. And uh, later on this week, you'll be hearing kind of uh, a little bit from us more about them, about guests that are coming, our tips for going to conventions and stuff like that, which are pretty standard and simple. But, you know, we just, we like to share the share the knowledge. Uh, Motor City is happening May 16th through the 18th in Novi, Michigan at the Suburban Collection Showplace. That's less than two weeks. Buy your tickets now if you haven't. Make sure you come by our, our booth and see us. Uh, Kevin, you look uh, ready. How about you start us off? <laughs> oh, dude, I, I'm so prepared. <laughs> that, that's pause for me adjusting my mic. I got I, a or an F, guys. Let me know. Grade me after this review. <laughs> Not during? Uh, okay. I'm, I'm cool with that. Pre-assessment says D for drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I for inebriated. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So uh, there was this event called Forever Evil. <coughs> yeah, I heard about that. Made by DC Comics. Yep. So they're they're in the aftermath, even though uh, Forever Evil number seven has not hit yet, <laughs> right? So spoiler alerts in their own comics. Yeah, well, yeah. Though, of course, with that said, I uh, Forever Evil aftermath 
And I don't know if there's going to be a whole slew of these or just dedicated to this one-off called Batman versus Bane. And it says number one, but... It could just be a one-shot. Yeah, but w- w- usually aren't one-shots just unlabeled? Well, no, sometimes they'll say number one or sometimes they will say really? one shot. Uh, okay, so... Usually, yeah. But... One of one. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I, I'm going to fucking spoil it right here. Do um, it. Does Batman get his back broken? <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. Does Bane it's get juiced happen. up by, by, by poison Batman ivy? His, Batman gets his finger broken no. this time. Ooh. Well, actually, no, I'll, I'll leave. The, how it ends just buttons it up. So that's why I'm like, I'm a little confused. Well, first of all, I'm massively hungover. No, Kevin, you're <laughs> still drunk. There's a difference. <laughs> Dude, I, I got the tinglys. <laughs> So, uh, all right. Very important. This is all related to the review. Okay. (coughs) So, I got home yesterday. I was sweating. Okay. Apparently, I was so drunk, I was sweating. Okay. Profusely, like, I had, like, t-shirt ring out. (laughs) Sweating. Kind of like Batman. It's not related to this review. (laughs) (laughs) The best part is, we've just started drinking again. It's like Kevin never stopped. <laughs> All right, so they so they button this up pretty tight at the end. I think um, uh, Bane he gets sent away. I, I guess I didn't spoil it for everybody. <laughs> so okay, Kevin, Kevin, you got another fifteen minutes to talk for this twenty minute review. So it was, okay, okay. Kevin, Kevin, let's help you out here a little All bit. Right, right. I okay, okay. First of all, we we we, we must give credit. Two people who wrote this, and uh, hi, Derek, hi, you helped me out with the, how to pronounce it, and I already forgot. Peter J. Tomasi. Okay, that guy. Oh, I he, wanted to hear Kevin credit. <laughs> no, it. no uh, and then Jamie Mendoza, Scott Eaton. On art? E-A-T-O-N, Eaton. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So they they arted it. <laughs> they are, the other guy, he... He ridded he, it? He, <laughs> He, he wordsmithed it. <laughs> but no, I, I actually, I enjoy this one off, uh, though it was, it, I think I've established that the number one confused me. End of review. All right. <laughs> yeah, I do think it's a, I, a little strange that they're coming out with the Aftermath books before the main event has been D- concluded. Anyone know when, when that last issue is coming out? I'm still a few issues behind because Tony hasn't given any to me. I believe it's supposed to hit next week or the week after. Okay, I, 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 okay good, because I, I, it's one of those things where I haven't seen it. I'll, I'm kind of embarrassed to ask questions. Um, uh, Kevin, how was, how was the artwork on the book? Oh, I, you know was what? Was it well-arted? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't read a whole lot of Batman. Batman from all the issues that I've, I read, it always, it always feels like it has the same art style to it, where it's like, I you know, X-Men... For instance, they have they had some different interpretations of the art from their seventy issues they yeah. they're publishing right now. I think Batman can stay as consistent, and I like that. And it's sharp, edgy, good, cool, a okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm gonna we'll grade you. Uh, yeah, I think a D D works well. <laughs> <laughs> Just for drunkenness. Uh, uh, 
I'd, I'd give him an EF for entirely fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and But an A for adorable. Uh, <laughs> thanks yeah. for being understanding, guys. Hey, you know, you, you, only, you only get... Only Married get once. Bachelor party <laughs> once. Yeah. You know, Hopefully. Yeah. Well, no, that, that that's it. Like, I mean... Kevin's only going to get married once, but in theory, I think if if somebody gets married more than once, yeah. I, I don't think you get to do a second bachelor party. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. Yeah, that's that's my theory. But. I enjoy doing this show with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kevin, get some sleep. We'll wake you up when uh, when you need to talk. <laughs> All right, next up on on the uh, the list for uh, for off the shelf, I've got Southern Bastards number one, written by uh, Jason Aaron, art by Jason Latour. And this is from Image Comics. Um, this was one of those books that I I somehow didn't see anything previously coming out about it. But okay. I'm like, all right, Aaron and Latour, you know. I'm like, cool, I'll give it a shot. This is one of the coolest, like, most dark, just, but real-life comics I've read in a while. Um, the, the, the basic premise here is... Uh, that you've you've got a guy who I think is probably in his late forties ish, um, by the name of, of Earl Tubb. He could be fifties, he could be sixty, it's kinda hard to say. Uh, but big mean tough motherfucker. And he goes back to his hometown, uh, in Craw County, Alabama. And he moved out, he left, he he left the small town, and his dad had been the sheriff there when he was growing up. His dad cleaned up the town by apparently beating the shit out of people with a baseball bat. Alright, so like walking tall type deal? Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, Images, uh, the, the solicits from Image called this Dukes of Hazard uh, meets the Coen brothers on meth. <laughs> That's All right. Yeah. The reason I wanted to bring this one up is this whole first issue is basically just setting up the premise. Um, there's there's more or less organized crime going on in town, and for like Earl comes back to town to kind of wrap things up in the house that his his uncle had lived in, but his uncle's going to the nursing home. Um, his father's buried in the backyard there, and you know he's just trying to clean things up and. He starts to see problems, and he decides he's going to fix problems. Um, and he's a badass ex-marine. This is this is one of the best paced books as far as the the actual art and panel layout to the story. There's a huge chunk of time in here near the end where. It's just alternating panels back and forth between flashback, between what Earl is currently doing and what is happening to someone else out there at the same time. And it's it's like watching a movie. It is okay. that fucking good. I mean, it's some of the best editing in panel art I've ever seen in my life. Is there... Uh... Is there some humor in the dialogue? There's no, there's no, humor no, no. There. This is oh. this is dark. This is um, this is very dark. It's very depressing. Well, That's not kind not, of a... not depressing as much, but just serious. Um, well, I think that I was just gonna say because Jason Aaron is usually pretty known for having some nice, you know, humor in the dialogue. You know, some good quips and stuff uh, here and there. So it's nice to maybe see him 
you know, telling a different type of story, showing his versatility. Well, and, and both he and Latour apparently um, grew up in the South. I mean, there's there's a really good page in the back where they, they talk about growing up and, and Jason Aaron, uh, I believe it was, talks about, you know, the town that he grew up in. I mean, this deals with... So this is kind of a personal story for them, too. In in a way, uh, yeah. but it's, it's showing... It is showing all the negatives. Does it talk about his parents' uh, marital status when he was born? I mean, is he, <laughs> he really a, a bastard? Is he a bastard? I, I, it does not, um, but it doesn't mention uh, Earl's mother at all. It just mentions his father. But since he knows his father, technically he's not a bastard. No, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Sir, I, I do love reading the uh, the artist or the, the writers and artist pages uh, as you get so many more insights, you know. When I was first getting into comics, I was like, oh, more words? I don't want to read those. But now I, I truly enjoy reading them. And this is the beginning of Jason Aaron's uh, page at the end. It's, I love the South. The South also scares the living shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, touche. Yeah, and that, that's that's what this is. I mean, it's, it's scary, redneck, you know, kind of uh, almost gangs in here. Um, it's violent without being gruesome. Which which is nice, and I know Kevin, you you kind of appreciate those kind of things where mm-hmm. they don't have to get graphic yeah. in order to get their story across. But this book, my only complaint is that it just ended too soon. Like I I wish the first issue would have been a double or triple issue because I want more immediately. Do you know how many issues are in the story arc? Or you know, I th- I don't know if this is ongoing. Um, let let me take a peek here real quick and see uh, if. It just it just says number one even on the solicits it doesn't say one of something. Okay. So I'm hoping this is an ongoing series because uh, Earl's a, Earl's a great character and Jason Aaron has done a, a good job. He, he kind of reminds me of um, oh like a Stacy Keach character from from. Uh, Back in the day, like the Mike Hammer TV shows, if you guys remember any of that. I think you're dating yourself right now. If I was... You're carbon dating yourself right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, by dating myself, does that mean I'm getting lucky later? <laughs> With myself? <laughs> uh, which, which is funny, because Matt's Stop drinking... Stop your, dipping your hand in uh, that beer there. Yeah. Well, Matt's, Quit Matt, getting your drunk. Well, date drunk. Yeah. Matt, the, the, the great thing is Matt's beer is called Bean Flicker, so yeah. that's, that's, that's the drink for girls that are dating themselves. <laughs> it's, it's a blonde ale with coffee. Yeah. A lot like Buzz Beer from the Drew Carey show. Yeah. But anyway, if you guys want something different and you want something incredibly intelligent... Go pick up Southern Bastards. Um, this this blew me away. So cool. All right. Well, uh, I thought I would uh, take a, a look in the the Eververse uh, to a family member that is trapped uh, in a different dimension. And is it, is it Uncle Grant or yeah. cousin Nathan? <laughs> Both. Okay. Um, with Black Science Number Six, um, they landed in a monkey world. So Planet they of got the Apes, kind of ish. I mean, it. With all these worlds and everything that they can do with this, the book can go millions of different directions. I mean, it's only lim- limited to the imaginationalism of the writer. I, I the think what? that's most. I think that's most stories you just described there, Tony. There's infinite possibilities for stories to follow. Did you say imaginationalism? Yeah, like the, the, the thought process of hey, hey. If Shakespeare gets to make up one in twelve words, then so does Tony. That's about the, like I learn a new 
word every week on this show with you, I swear. Going back to, to the review and, and the, the thought of the different worlds, we've uh, seen them jumping through different uh, universes, and already within the pages of these first six issues, there's been quite a few deaths from their team. This one in itself has probably the death that I never thought I was going to see coming, and I don't want to spoil it for the reviewers, but uh, Uncle Grant dies. So... <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, the main character, the person who created this pillar, who created their way to time travel, who could possibly fix it, because as it's broken right now, it randomly jumps through the different universes, almost exactly like Sliders. I love that show. Um, Yeah, he dies. And you kind of like, well, how the fuck is this going to go ahead? The main person who sabotaged it to begin with, he kind of, Grant was talking to him on his kind of deathbed when he had this giant uh i don't know shelf two by four metal block on like crushed his spine saying you're a person that uh definitely looks out for yourself you will find a way to protect yourself protect my kids get them there um it looked like there's a little more mysticism too within this universe there was this spirit gas which as they're all scientists they got to have some sort of scientific uh explanation for ghosts and and all that stuff so they didn't quite understand what this gas was but it looked kind of like ghost stuff ectoplasm Ectoplasm? yeah ah jinx (laughs) so you you know in that ghost stuff did you see peter parker there (laughs) (laughs) oh wait no because he's not a ghost (laughs) fuck you Derek. he's alive now (laughs) was there ever a payout yeah there, 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 there was, but uh, we're we're going to make uh, at Motor City. We're going to make the the official public ceremonial, payout. yeah, the yeah. the official public payout. Yeah, um, I just can't. I just can't explain the book well enough with words that I make up because. <laughs> so, so the audience should pick it up and and see the pictures to help explain it. Yes, That's... I mean the art is is amazing uh, by Matteo uh, Scalera. Um, and Rick Remender, like I said, writing this book just has made it so interesting for the characters. And this one, the reason why everything's fucking up is because Grant now knows who originally broke the machine to begin with. In last uh, month's issue, they found out that th- him creating this pillar to go to all these worlds where you can find cures for all these diseases. You can find uh, new technology. That's what they set out to do. But then the other side of that coin is you could then infect a lot of different worlds with viruses that you find from one world to another. You can find weapons of mass destruction and have other people invading them. And you can also start breaking the time-based continuum by punching holes through it when you're going through it to these different universes. And with that being said, there's also similar people who are jumping through time, like this monkey world has a monkey grant who is also creating a pillar there. And one of the things <laughs> I mean yeah, yeah. it's a, like I said it's the does best the mon- way to does explain the monkey it. world also have a curious george. <laughs> what a rascal. Yeah. And what they're saying is that in every wor- uh, world uh Kadar the the main person that sabotaged in the first uh place somehow destroys it in every one. In this world same thing he tripped over a cord and pretty much destroyed the pillar. And I was like it was really cool to see that coming around 
even in this universe of the same person, there are certain things that always have to happen Universal in order constants. for yeah. And it's cool that they're writing those in here as well. Ultimately, uh, they're taking a break, and this book isn't coming back until July. So I got two months to uh, to kind of ponder over the thoughts of the. Well, we got to bury Uncle Grant. Well, and, yeah. the, and you know what though? That's that's cool because it'll you know. As, I like when books are taking breaks so that the creative team can stay the same. And plus, in that time frame, Tony, it'll give you time to catch up on Saga. Yep. So, yeah. so, so, Tony, would you say that this book is story pendus or comic cactastic? <laughs> the first one. Derek's not as good as making up new words. Yeah, as you are. <laughs> yeah it's because I, I his, try. his wordsmithing. His wordsmithing skills. Are I, I try to make up words. Tony's he fake words. A, just he takes w- a negative five to that role. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew, what you got? All right. Uh, I'm going to finish up Origins 2, uh, uh, the origin of Wolverine part two storyline. Uh, number five, uh, which ends the five-issue uh, five story arc. Uh, written Normally by Kerry and Gillen. Five finishes five. Five, yeah. Five of five. But uh, the story continues because, you know, they've got those infinite possibilities to... And, to and there could be five point now. Yes, this is, that's actually... <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. All right. Um, uh, written by Kieran Gillen. Uh, art by Adam Kubert. And Frank Martin did the colors. Yeah, I think. Let me find the... It's got that silly title page at the end. Um, yeah, Frank Martin. And uh, Rain Barrero did the colors. So. Uh, and VC's Joe Carmagna did was the letter. Uh, I mean, if you like Wolverine, you probably bought this book anyways. So uh, my review is a little bit of the, hey, those people who like Wolverine but didn't want to buy the book, uh, I can kind of tell you what happens. Um, Big thing is, is people thought, oh, are we going to get that reveal that Wolverine and Sabretooth are brothers? No. (laughs) Is it still possible? Eh, Maybe. Um, I think in the, in the normal Wolverine storylines, they talked about uh, them all being part of a particular strand of mutation of wolf, like lupin-like uh, mutants, um, and so like they could be from the same pact. Um, but uh, essentially, Creed uh, had betrayed uh, Logan because uh, Creed's sister Clara had fallen in love with with Logan, and he didn't want that to happen, so he betrayed him to. Nathaniel Essex got uh, got Logan to go try to kill Essex, and Wolverine does. Uh, he stabs Nathaniel Essex and then throws him off like a cliff. AKA Mr. Sinister. Yeah, Mr. Sinister. Uh, but what's really nice is that little. What I love about Kieran Gillen's writing is he doesn't have to like spell it all out for you. Um, in fact, I was actually confused at the end, which I'll get to in a second. But you know, right before Sinister gets killed, he talks about how much he's already learned from. Logan's blood samples that he got from previous issues. And so I'm like, oh, so you've already learned about his regenerative properties because that's one of Mr. Sinister's, you know, eventual, like, alterations to his own DNA is that he can heal from most any wound. Um, So I thought that was a nice little... So you can kill him off, but we all know that Sinister goes on. So that's, you know, kind of cool. But then uh, Wolverine kills Creed. And... You're left going like, oh, well, how is he supposed? To, how can he kill his his greatest nemesis? Um, and by killing Creed, who is the brother of Clara, she's like, if I was gonna leave Creed for you because Creed tried to kill you, why would I stay with you when you just killed Creed? And essentially says, you know, you're worse than an animal. You're worse than uh, 
you know, the beast that you afraid that you're afraid is your sickness. You're just a terrible, awful person. So Wolverine's Wolverine's actually left at the end of this, kind of being a dick and being the uh, somewhat uh, a villain in it. Then we get the the title page at the very end, kind of like the co- uh, closing credits. And it um, says to be continued. No, then we get just a little bit of a uh, of a, a denouement, uh, an unraveling or, or a wrapping up of all the. the you just bits. made up that word too, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, they, they show Clara back in the circus working with the dogs and then, what? There's, no, there's no, 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 I'm just, oh. I'm just making notes. Sorry. <laughs> Very forgetful over here. I didn't know that you were still capable of writing at this point. <laughs> Actually, his handwriting's better now than it normally <laughs> is. So at the very end, uh, Clara's, uh, training her dogs and this voice says, you know, where's my little brother? You know, I've got a birthday present for him. And she's like, you know, you can't, you can't hurt him anymore. Because uh, he's dead. Your little brother Saul is dead. And then he goes, he's, he's dead without my permission? Well, we'll see about that. And then the final page is Victor Creed, Sabretooth, all grizzly and fanged and, you know, oh. super hairy. And so the whole time you're, you're thinking that the Creed that's been in the story has been Victor Creed and this is where they first get, you know, into it and stuff. And it's not. It was actually like Creed's younger brother. The whole Creed family has the healing ability that you find out. That's why Clara ends up living and, and all that. And so that's what I didn't understand. I was like, Saul, who's Saul? I don't get it. And then I had to I had to read online and someone said, because Wolverine killed Saul, Victor's younger brother. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense to me. So I like that Kieran Gillen, you know, doesn't like have to make things obvious for you. He makes you work as as a reader and it's a good story. Yeah. So. Well, and the artwork in that book was fucking out yeah. of this world. Oh, and, you know, the fact that they stayed on schedule um, and it came out, you know, when it was supposed to is kind of nice and refreshing for big team-ups and kind of, a, I guess, a big press book because it's Wolverine and when he's in books, they sell. Well, and, and, and we'll we'll touch on, on more of that a little bit later. Yeah. So. All right. I think that does it for Off the Shelf. All so, right. Um, I just, think, yeah. Yeah, just uh, Motor City Comic Con. Come see us. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Week and a half, basically, by the time this podcast goes up. It's going to be brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's going to be catastrophic. I mean, uh, shoot, I'm just going through the ABCs now. Yeah. Um, I think we actually have a best on tap this week. We do have a best on tap this week, and it is Batman Eternal number two. And the, uh, the actual artwork was done by Jason Fabok. And let me... Uh, grab my, my my little pad here again this this one in particular i mean it just i saw this this cover out there and i went holy shit is that good i mean you've got batman standing in the rain the lightning behind him so you know he's he's backlit and his cape is flying but underneath his cape you know are all the people that are part of the bat family you know throughout the time just absolutely stunning the backdrop of the of gotham in there Super detailed, and the the cover here uh, matches what Kevin was saying earlier about <coughs> the consistency that the Batman books tend to have. Well, and DC tends to have a house style. Yeah, I mean that's it's one of the things that that we're all pretty familiar with that they don't they don't get real experimental on on especially on their mainstream books. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but Jason Fabok, incredibly incredibly talented artist mm-hmm. on this, and so uh, yeah, definitely go go look at this one. It's pretty. Cool. All right. Um, I also have a. What did we call this segment? Because it's been forever. <clears throat> Interwebs or interwebs. Yeah. Yes. 
I have an interwebs for everyone because, as it being our 100th uh, anniversary special podcast extravaganza, thought we'd bring I, back I, some some things. I actually think Tony, if this was our 100th anniversary, it means we'd been doing this for a hundred years. <laughs> as anniversaries come yearly, <laughs> but I celebrate every time we do a podcast like it's our one year. That's just because you drink like it's been an anniversary. All right, so this <laughs> Kevin can't stop laughing now. <laughs> this fun little nugget from the net will give you at least a minute of, of fun until you maybe get bored with it. It is called findtheinvisiblecow.com. Just type that in, findtheinvisiblecow.com, where when you start this game, there's an invisible cow on your screen, and you need to click on it to find it. In fact, it will tell you when you're getting closer to the cow, the more that the cow sound makes like hot or cold yeah yeah <laughs> kind of like marco polo it's a fun little game and, and the more points you get the more cows you find the new animals that you can unlock so really find the invisible cow.com <laughs> it's a site that you need to go to thank you watching, Have a good night. Watch, watching you play that is a site that other people uh, need to see <laughs> wait was the person saying cow 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 yeah. cow 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 yeah and then when you find the cow he goes sorry moo. <laughs> spoiler alert Ah, cows go moo yeah, but Damn going it, back no to uh, I failed kindergarten. Uh, what 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 does the fox say? Okay, that that you that, open the door for that. Yeah, one. I know. That that kind of that kind of just takes me back though to like you know stupid shit that we've done this well, show for the last hundred episodes. We've done a lot of stupid shit, but one of the things I kind of want to ask you guys and you know ponder it over for a minute, as if I'm just now asking you this for the first time. Like like Tony butts in. Yeah, remember, well, yeah. Remember, remember that failed segment? <laughs> I don't know. I think I still butt in quite a bit, so I don't know if that was a segment necessarily or <laughs> or just a habit. Yeah. But what did you guys think we would be doing after a hundred issues? I mean, where would we be at? Uh, I I figured after a hundred issues, I'd have to bag and board them and put them away. But yeah. as far as episodes, uh, <laughs> you know, this I, I'm not going to lie. This is. This is approximately what I I had originally envisioned. Dude, yeah. I thought we'd be like smothering mad bitches and like snorting <laughs> cocaine off of D20s that are sandwiched between the breast of 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 Jabba the Hut of of women who look like they <laughs> they were drawn by by DC artists. I mean, <laughs> No, no I mean, th- this is. Th- I'll admit, th- this has actually gone farther, faster than I thought it would have. But mm-hmm. as far as you know, more or less, what I I'd kind of thought. Yeah, it's one, it's pretty much there. I I think that you know, one of the things that uh, is nice working with all you guys is that the expectations are pretty real. That it wasn't. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought they were going to be pretty low. Really low. low. It is so yeah, like, easy. I mean, <laughs> No, but, like, our expectations have all been, you know, fairly real about this, right? Like, it, it is – we do this for fun. We do this – and because we've got some fan support, thank you, fans. We'll get to thanking you some more later. Uh, but because we have some, you know, some people who like what we're doing, that we continue doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll continue doing it as long as we have people who like it and as long as we're having fun. And that's uh, – I'm glad that we've kept the fun in it and not, you know – well, I think that goes back to like kind of our whole aspect of how we were going to approach the podcast in general, though, was that we want to promote things that we like and that are fun and that are good, and we don't bash on 
you know, stuff that we don't like. You just gloss over it. It's, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I just wish I had a recorder for all the times that we're not here in the studio just to record the stupid shit that we normally talk about anyways. That stuff is gold sometimes. Yeah, well, and that's that's kind of what this whole thing sprouted out of was, you know, that conversation, the, the fact that you and I were sitting at the bar talking comics and I'm, I'm going home and I'm listening to podcasts and I'm like, why the fuck are we not recording this? One of the things originally that I wanted to do before even doing this, I had this dream. G4 used to be an amazing channel that had a lot of different shows. And I wanted to do uh, like a YouTube channel. Somehow we get picked up from doing some YouTube thing and we're going to be called Secret Stash. Where we were going to talk like, about... You mean like Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash in New Jersey that's owned by Kevin Smith? Yeah, but <laughs> instead of it being a comic book shop and everything, it was going to be a show that talked about Easter eggs and video games, movies, and everything else in the world. We'd give out codes for it. Back in the day, that's what G4 was about. You know, giving these extra things to promote all of nerdiness, you know, within the community. And that's what I've originally always thought of. Man, we're going to be famous. We're going to make it big. We're going to do this. And then we're doing it in a different format, in a different way, and I'm quite happy with it. And I've always wanted to do an Easter egg segment. The other day, I went in to do some code on our website. I kind of fucked up our website for a minute, but I I fixed it. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to uh, put in a code to be able to do the Konami code on our website, where, you know, when you put that in and you can make something appear, a lot of different websites have it. Um, it's just a little Easter egg to do. Yeah, so if, I you're on a ner- if you're on a nerdy website, might try, yeah, just try punching it. in the Konami code. Yeah, it doesn't work for ours with some of the other things that we have. So, unfortunately, I really wanted to, like, bring that up and say, you know, we have it. I tried, but it yeah. doesn't work. Well, well, we can we can kind of work on other things, other Easter eggs. I mean, but not all of our viewers are Christians, so they might not like <laughs> celebrating Easter eggs. Maybe we call them frat Faberge eggs, or you know, secret stashes, or or like chicken life turds, <laughs> nerdly chicken nuggets. Let's call turds. let's call them nerdly nuggets because yes, there you go. We can have nerdly nuggets on the site. <laughs> um, chicken nerdly nuggets. <laughs> the the one thing though that we we kind of touched on. Um, which, Tony, you know, you're like, we're going to be famous and blah, blah, blah. Like, when you were originally thinking of it. I never thought about that, but it is odd because at C2E2 it happened. And actually last night at, you know, Kevin's bachelor party, all of a sudden the, hey, you're the drunk on comics guys. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, just just <laughs> randomly standing outside the bar before we walked in. And, you know, it's... Not going to lie, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that that is that is pretty awesome so uh you know to our, our our listener friend and fan wins who uh you know nice to actually meet her in person but that is that's just kind yeah. of yeah we are not like other celebrities that will shoo you away we will take pictures with you we <laughs> yeah. will sign autographs come up to us let us know your your fans <laughs> yeah so um all right should we should we move on to some news yeah we can do some news right now okay all right tony um what what did you have in news this week that that really popped out. Well, something that I wish I could get my five minutes back was watching Hugh Jackman uh, fight Magneto. <laughs> Actually, that the, was awesome. The last thirty seconds was great. Yeah. It was just the four and a half minutes of, of dialogue and well, but that's you know WWE's always had the whole like it takes twelve. They're like Dragon Ball Z episodes. You know, we got to have twenty minutes of talking for like a three minute fight. But 
You know, what I really, when I told my wife about it, and I had I didn't realize that Hugh Jackman had appeared on WWE back in 2011 yeah, on, as well. Yeah, on, on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and uh, I'm like, I think that's really awesome that Hugh Jackman, you know, would do something like that. And Jess goes, I don't know, and she holds out her arm. She goes, on this hand, Broadway. On this hand, WWE Raw. And I go, and you know what all that space in the middle is, hun? Acting. <laughs> <laughs> And I just I thought that you know you know kind of kudos to Hugh Jackman for kind of being like look I'm having fun in my career he looks younger stronger beefier now that he's older than he did when he first started yeah um, which and is which is scary pretty sure he's got a regenerative uh, healing factor now but too bad he's gonna die soon <laughs> oh yeah uh, yeah he will uh, in the comics at least yeah yeah not Hugh Jackman but Wolverine yeah Charles <laughs> that was by no means a threat right. to Mr Jackman's life. <laughs> And we we hope not to hear from his lawyers. Yeah, uh, Marvel is officially killing off Wolverine, but for, it, well, how, now, for how how many years? You know, or, or how many issues? I should say. You know, I'm going to say it's going to be a year and a half to two years, and then he'll be back in comics. Hey Tony, you want to take a bet that he's that he's dead, dead, or is <laughs> a ghost? Or he's, he's in it's life. just in the mastermind. He's he thinks that he's dead. Yeah, so that's that's. Coming up now, the one interesting part with that though is that um, Kevin, you'll be happy about this. Charles Soule is writing it. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, that's that's kind of the the big part of that news that I thought was was worthwhile. What is he writing for, <coughs> for Marvel these days? Uh, Inhumans. I know he's writing yeah. that, um, but he's he's all over the. All over the place because I think he's yeah. still writing. I did definitely knew Swamp he was all thing. over the place. I know he's writing Letter Forty Four. Um, he's writing tons it, and tons of books. I I think it will be interesting. It it can be interesting with Wolverine being dead to kind of see where his place has been. Like all the other people who might, you know, have a tribute or you know, oh, Wolverine used to be such a. You know, he was such a jerk, but we loved him on the team. But, I, you know, it just still feels – it still feels gimmicky. Like, comics keep going back to, in order to have a big event, we've got to kill somebody off. Well, the the one thing that I do like, there was a quote from Charles Soule in an interview that he did uh, where he said something along the lines of, Wolverine is such a big part of Marvel's universe because everybody leans on him. Or you have people like he, he mentioned, Lady Viper, who's – trying to run her criminal empire, but she's kind of got to do it like really secretive and small scale. But with Wolverine out of the, out mm-hmm. of the picture, can she just fucking run rampant yeah. on there? So, I mean, you, you can get a lot of good stories out of it. Um, but again, like why do you, why do you have to kill the character off? There are so many different and creative things that you could do for it. I mean, even so much as just he got captured by someone insanely powerful and he's missing. See, and that I I would agree because like I mean, I look back at the days of like the mutant massacre from, you know, Uncanny X-Men when I first started reading and you had Kitty Pride who was stuck basically half in phase form and she was about to go poof. Now, shit like that's happened to her a couple times, but you incapacitate her. Mhm. For an extended period of time. And I think it's actually, if you were to take Wolverine out of the picture in a way that, like, you know, cut off his arms and legs. Yeah. And while his regenerative power is is at virtually nothing, 
he has to, I think it would be a, a, a more brutal story in my mind to have him have to sit and watch what's taking place when he can't mm-hmm. help. Exactly. So, and But, I mean, that goes into a whole broader thing about killing off characters to try to, you know, promote the stories. Yeah. And we or, can, we'll talk about them more in another second. Or to have just a big event because you're having a big event. I know. And then you have your big event being announced before the big event that's currently happening has ever even really kicked off. Yeah. What's um, that about, Derek? Well, okay, so the original Sin just kicked off with issue zero. Mm-hmm. And... Marvel's already announced their next fall of 2014 big event. So now we're getting twice a year big events, and this is called Axis, and it's got the A from Avengers and the X from X-Men. How is this it. different from A versus AVX? Well, this is um, X is. Like oh. Avengers, X-Men is. <laughs> oh. Maybe yeah. it's going to be the bad guys from the... From the rogues the gallery of both evil. of them, yeah. You know why is why does the word axis have to have a negative connotation now? Just because there was an axis of evil, why couldn't it be like the axis of Avengers? of nice axis of nice <laughs> the axis of ice cream? Yeah, how cool would that be? <laughs> Something well, that Marvel it'd be, it'd be cold actually because yeah, it'd, it'd be really cool. Ice ice cream is is cold. Something that Marvel is doing uh, this uh, summer, I believe July when these hit. Which is kind of an interesting take. It's not really a what if. It is celebrating a hundred their hundredth anniversary now. Two thousand sixty one will be when they have their one hundredth anniversary. <laughs> what? So what they're doing is having these special one hundredth anniversary uh, books uh, following the Avengers, Guardians of the Galaxy, Fantastic Four, X Men, and Spider Man. What? Well, I, I just was waiting for you to finish. Continue. Continue. <laughs> I was going to say, Marvel is like a high school student who just can't wait to get out in the real world. They want everything now. <laughs> yeah. The, well, it's going to explain, like, like future stuff. Like, And who knows if they even need to follow it as a verbatim, this is how continuity is going to be. It's what happens between now and 2099. I just love the fact that not that Marvel can't... Even in the real world, not try and fuck with the time-space continuum. <laughs> True. Wow. That's... Oh, what the fuck? Um, okay. Comixology. We talked here a couple weeks ago. They got purchased by Amazon. Well, the first big change has now come that you can no longer purchase comics in their app anymore. Hmm. Good move. Good move? Good move. Why? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at this from a dollar and cents point of view. Okay. You have yeah, Amazon, who, I mean, they're in the business for, oh, sorry. Uh, they're in the business to make money, okay? Right. So, uh, and they answer to shareholders. Shareholders demand bigger profits for bigger return. So how do you do that? You find new ways to increase your revenue. How but is how is removing a way to buy comics increasing revenue? Because uh, everyone who has an iOS platform, mobile device, iPad, whatever, uh, they buy they buy a, com- a comic through uh, Comixology. You're actually buying it through Apple, and that means uh, Apple gets a share. Yeah. Well, yeah, I understand that, but at the same time, I mean. I've had plenty of impulse buys sitting like screwed around on my phone. Well, and, it, and I'm not going to have know, those. You know what? Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a gamble. It's a, it's an absolute gamble. Are they going to are they going to lose money, or is it going to sustain? 
I mean, you're not going to increase any money, uh, dollars and cents from it. I mean, uh, but it, removing <coughs> away the mobility of that, I mean, is that, is that going to be a big deal? Or, I mean, hey, if they really want it, I mean, if you're looking at it on your iPad anyway, you could just go over to the Comixology site itself and just da- purchase it there. Yeah. But then you have but, to... But then, you, but then you're downloading it after the fact yeah, on, so you, on, the, on the app. Yeah, you purchase it on uh, you know in one part, yeah. and then you have to go download it in the other, and it's... Do you think it has to do with people, like, is it easier to maybe share the files from the app? And therefore, like piracy is a bigger issue with no, the app. because the app is still going to be there as a reader. Okay, so it'd be so, cool if there's so, a virtual reality comic book shop. That that would be a, that'd yeah. be a good idea. <laughs> no, but if, from a dollars and cents, good move for fans. Not a good move. Yeah, good move for the company, not for the fans. Yes, a <laughs> for adorable. <laughs> hey, no, you, no, I thought we were gonna uh, we were talking about Charles. So, yeah, I thought it would be a nice transition to talk about what the fuck was picked up by uh, NBC Universal. Oh yeah, fucking letter forty four. Well, I, okay, was that? I thought it was sci fi. Well, I I, I don't. I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't read. <laughs> I didn't read too much into the article. I just read the headline. I just thought it was just a... It, oh, okay. The headline it, says sci-fi. It, NBC Universal. I mean, they own uh, like yeah, 70,000... sci-fi. Okay, they own sci-fi. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. So, but that show was picked up. Now, yeah. I'm not overly thrilled about being on sci-fi because I know it's never going to get past uh, three seasons. But, hey, that's cool. Yeah. we got yes. three seasons to look forward to. Yeah, so Letter 44 uh, and then also Frank Miller's Ronin. Um, from uh, DC has been picked up by the Siffy mm-hmm. channel as well. Hmm. Sci-fi Siffy. Sci-fi. Yeah. <laughs> but um, th- but Tony, Tony, you kind of mentioned uh, a virtual reality comic shop. What would that be like? How how could somebody do that? Would it be like Quest World? Quest World was awesome. We were promised this a long time ago. You like, <laughs> are, you, are you talking like Johnny Quest? Yeah. They had the 3D virtual reality plug-in. Well, anyways, <laughs> there, oh man, I'd rather go back and watch me an episode of that. There, there's a guy by the name of John Carmack who is the um, he, he's an exec at Oculus, and he is actually making a virtual reality comic shop, and it's basically utilizing that that Marvel Comics API that we talked about before. This may replace. Um, Apps that don't allow you to buy them on your phone anymore with, without going to the website. I have no idea, but it's uh, it's in the process. Um, I don't know if it really said in here because it's been a while since I read this article. But it, it was on digitaltrends.com if you want to go check it out. Kind of an interesting thing to see what may come of this. Um, I'm still a brick and mortar guy mm-hmm. myself when it comes to my comic shops, but. For people, like, I mean, I've talked to a lot of our fans that live in large cities like New York. They don't necessarily have all the space to store comics. So, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons why people are are more likely to transition mm-hmm. to, you know, digital in yeah. some cases. At least for new stuff. But uh, there was something else out there that, uh, which, by the way, when, when you know, People hear this, we can officially say, may the 4th be with you. Yes, may the 4th be with you. Happy Star Wars Day. And Kevin, unfortunately, is suffering from Revenge of the 5th. 
Which is tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Star Wars announced their cast. Yeah, it makes it feel like this is, well, it, we knew it was going to happen, <coughs> but it makes it feel more real. Yeah, it's uh, basically the one thing that I just, uh, that I think everybody was waiting to find out was whether or if not. Jar Jar was in it. Oh, God. Oh, I hope so. Actually, what would be great is to have, like, a Jar Jar head on a pike, like, you know, in the background, you know. Or, because Boba Fett always, like, he had Wookiee braids, maybe we can have, like, a new bounty hunter that has, like, you know, Gungan ears or something yeah. like that on a necklace. Why is that you so mean to me, Because you are a blackface minstrel, which is a very offensive... <laughs> Yeah. caricature of the African-American <coughs> community. The cool thing is, though, the the entire original cast is back for Episode 7. Yes. Well, the ones that are still alive. So. Well, yeah. I, well, well, I mean, the characters that are still alive. I mean, yeah. you can't have, I mean, J- Tarquin, you know, Grand Admiral Tarquin won't be in it because... Tarquin? The, yeah, Tarquin. Tarquin. Yeah, Tarquin. Yeah. That's it. Tarquin gone. <sighs> John? Yeah. yeah. Tarquin Dunn. But anyways, yeah, you got Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, and uh, that one guy who did really good stuff, Harrison Ford. Uh, but, yeah, but, I mean, you've you've got everybody, you know, from, um, uh, what, uh, God, I'm blanking on his name. Who played Chewie? Peter Mayhew. There you go. Anth- is it Anthony Daniel who played C-3PO? Yes. Yeah. Um, Sounds right. And who played R2? I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, it, it'll come back to me. I apologize. So Star Wars fans, don't don't beat me with a stick too much. Uh, last, well, no, there's there's. Uh, <coughs> I have something that came, that happened last weekend, which we forgot to mention, but it is super nerdy. Like it, it is like the mecca of <laughs> Dude, nerdy stories. Comic books. <laughs> <laughs> How fucking nerdy is that? We we, we, we schedule time. Every week to sit down and record conversations about comics. So yeah, I, no, no. I think pe- I think I think we'll be okay with this. Some people have finally unearthed the Atari graveyard for all those ET games. Yeah, we briefly talked about it with the the Dorkly guys, but, but Just still, bri- brief. Yeah, breaking news. Like this is like epic of all epicness for nerdy stuff. It's been a myth. People didn't quite realize if it's true or not. But yeah. it, it's true, and this is going to just finally put to rest uh, all those many times falling down those damn holes and not understanding what the hell this game was. Now, you you guys you guys played it? Yes. Yeah, years ago. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I didn't think the game was all that bad. You were drunk at the time. <laughs> no, I remember going to my grandmother's house. She had, she no, had he was like eight or ten. He was stoned. <laughs> no, I, she had an Atari, and I, I'd play the shit out of E.T., yeah, because there was nothing else to do. No, yeah. no, she always, she had, she loved her Atari. Yeah, uh, I want to I, I want to give a, a kudos to Comic Book Resources. Um, they they've had forums on their website for a long time, and uh, certain events in particular of recent have gotten a little out of control, um, and they kind of uh, they they kind of went in and more or less took back their website. Um, Jonah Weiland, who is executive producer, um, publisher for that website, they aren't fucking around anymore. If you want to be negative, if you want to be, you know, an asshat, if you want to be a douchebag, you're not going to be welcome <coughs> on, on their on their forums. 
Cool. And, um, you know, I, the, you know, that's the important thing about criticism is that it, it, you don't have to like and agree with everything. But if you're going to disagree, do so courteously and do so with some evidence to back it up. Don't just be a dick. Well, people were being vulgar. Mm -hmm. There were threats mm -hmm. um, made Jeez. to people um, that, you know, for as much as we like to joke around, there was absolutely nothing funny about the, the stuff that was on there. And so I just want to, you know, raise my glass to the guys over at CBR for, you know, they've got a new, um, like, community standard and rules that they're they're posting up. And, you know, it's Cheers. a really, yeah. really good article from, from Jonah himself, you know, basically just saying for those who are, or are going to be disruptive, abusive and ugly, go away. You are not welcome here. Um, so go over to Comic Book Resources, read the letter that he wrote. Um, I'm, I'm very impressed. Yeah, cheers that. to them. Yeah. There's a... a this one is just kind of, I don't understand it. Thanos Thanos Annual Number 1 is coming out. but What's the Thanos series then? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't have an ongoing series, so how does the annual... Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's because he'll just have one comic a year? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, maybe that's going to lead up for him doing other things soon. Last bit of news I have, I... Um, I will kind of almost jump ahead to a last call and just say Amazing Spider-Man number one was pretty amazing. Um, multiple stories in here. You got the variant AMA Zing cover? Yes, I did. I got the I got the Martin variant. Um, but the one, uh, which, by the way, quick shout out to Joe Caramagna. Great story in here. Um, I like I like reading his stuff, which he doesn't write too much. He, he mostly letters, but fun little story. There was a new character that's basically being introduced in here uh, because back when Peter got bitten by that radioactive spider, it bit one more person hmm. before uh, before what? it died. What's her, what's, her, what's her name? Silk. And so don't know if she's going to be good or bad yet. Um, Cool-looking character. Did her Uncle Jen die? Or her Aunt Jen, I mean. <laughs> her Aunt Jen? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so... Uh, but... Sorry, spoiler, but there's, uh, you know, go pick it up, and, and I'm curious. I like seeing a new character like this, but that's all I had for news this week. Did you guys have anything else? Uh, Thor and Loki have a sister, I guess, but we'll find that out. An original sin. Bum, bum, bum. We'll leave you hanging on that one. Yeah, uh, new sister, a.k.a. Angela. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't supposed to tell him who it is. I wanted to see Thor like try to hit on her and then be like, oh, oh, and Loki would be like, dude, don't you know that's our sister? You're my sister. You're my sister. <laughs> you mean like Angela from Image Comics? Yeah. Yeah, that's now in Marvel. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you not been listening or reading Guardians of the Galaxy or? No. Or I had to be honest with you, that's part of the reason why I'm not excited for the movie. It's just uh, not into any of those characters. I'm more excited for the movie than I am the those books, but that's. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I, that's hey, I'll, I'll probably check check out the, the movie unless it's panned universally. Yeah. Well, do you have a bar back this week, Derek? I do. Um, and, and I forgot to mention one thing for Best on Tap, so we'll just do it now. Uh, bar back is going to be brought to you by Daw Apparel. And you can go to D-A-W-A-P-A-R-R-E-L dot com, and you can pick up all the Drunk on Comics t-shirt swag that you want. We've got 
I think, four different designs up there, one of them being the original logo. And if you put in the code DOC20, DOC20, you'll get 20% off your entire order, no matter if it's Drunk on Comics related or not. And then, if you're smart and you share your order online, on your social media, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, you get free shipping. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So I know uh, I know that, that the shirts are, are selling pretty well so far. And so hop on board. You don't want to be the last kid that got the Drunk on Comics shirt. <laughs> No hey, what's that? What's you wear that to high school. D a w a p a r r e l dot com. Daw Apparel dot com. All right, uh, Barback. Yeah, we've got uh, we, we've we've got something that this is this is a first because if you're listening to this on Sunday evening, the this Kickstarter is not yet up and running. It doesn't officially kickstart until tomorrow. Uh, Monday, Revenge of the Fifth. But the this is for the leg, and it's uh, a project created by Van Jensen, uh, who he wrote uh, Pinocchio Vampire Slayer. He's doing some Green Lantern Corps <laughs> stuff. Um, and then the artist is Jose, and I'm probably going to fuck up the last name. I apologize. Jose Pimienta. I think I got it right, but anyway... This is called The Leg, and the, the basic idea on here is that in the 1880s, uh, President Santa Anna lost his left leg, and the left leg was given a full burial, and then later on, um, the Mexican people didn't like Santa Anna, they rebelled, they, they exhumed his leg, and, you know, drove it through the streets. Well, now, it's like, you know, 50-some years later, so it's in the late 1930s, Shit's going on in Mexico, and bad people are coming in, and the leg has come back to avenge <laughs> and and set things right for the people of Mexico. The leg has come back to kick some ass. Yes, awesome. Yeah. So this is this looks like one of the most fun books because it's just a disembodied limb, <laughs> but it's kind of got like a cute little face. Um, and this is the, the cool thing about this is that. This is a 180-page full-color graphic novel. And right. so there's everything from a from a dollar where you just kind of get a thank you. But for 8 bucks, you will get a digital copy of it. It's not bad. No. For 180 pages, for 25 bucks, you actually get a print copy of 180 pages. I mean, now, I, what I like what, what Van did with this... Is that you know you've got a signed and numbered one? You've get one where like you're listed as producer, but it only goes up to 250. Um, which at the 250 level, you're going to get a page of the original artwork from the book. You get a limited edition copy. You know, you get all this fun stuff. He kept it very simple on the rewards, which I think sometimes it's cool to have tons and tons of options, but this one makes it really easy to be able to decide what you want to do for it. Yeah. So yeah, if you uh, if you go to Kickstarter and just look up the leg, a graphic novel with a kick, you can find it on there, and that will go live uh, Monday, May fifth, on Cinco de Mayo, which is you know kind of funny because it's a Mexican disembodied leg coming <laughs> back to kick ass. All right, uh, that, that was it for our bar back this week. All right, um, drive down the Indy Turnpike. Yep, without noise. <laughs> 
that okay that that's that's going to bring us to the uh, a reminiscing point <laughs> <laughs> of I was kind of like we, we were talking about wow it's been a hundred blah 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 just stupid shit that we just constantly repeat. <laughs> And Tony brought up one this morning when he said he had Mbop stuck in his head. And I used to sing Doombot all the time. <laughs> and I was like, wow, well, I haven't sang Doombot in a long time. It hasn't been brought up recently. I was going to say, I don't know about stupid shit that we all repeat. I know you two do certain things all the time. <gasps> what if I repeated? I don't repeat shit. I make new shit up. <laughs> well, oh, except for, no, you did repeat like two intros almost verbatim in a row. <laughs> I was a little drunk and forgot which week it was. I time traveled, uh, but yeah. So that that was just kind of a kind, kind of a fun little thing I, I wanted to bring up at some but, point during but, the show. But our sound effects are amazing. <laughs> Listeners, new new game at home. Every time you hear something repeated, drink. <laughs> and and if you didn't if you didn't hear it, maybe you just gotta go back in time. <laughs> when Derek says that, drink five. No, don't do that. You'll be dead. Yeah. Subtract five. You'll still be drunk. Yeah. All right, Tony, what you got? All right, um, I got Vertigo's Quarterly, CMYK. C being cyan. Or for some of those uh, less colorful, blue. Um, this book, I'm going to go through. There's ten different uh, short stories in here that all revolve around the color cyan. So taking that as a starting point, and that's what these quarterly books are going to be, uh, throughout the year, so in three more months, the new quarter will happen, and magenta will come out, and then yellow, and then uh, black. And for those of you who who don't know, those are the colors that your you know home ink printer has. Uh, all, so, all printers too. Yeah, I guess all, all, all printers. Yeah, would except have for it. black and white printers. That's true. Why do they have to be racist? <laughs> 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 Anyways, with that being a starting point uh, for these, uh, that just the color, the whatever, it created multiple different stories, 10 of them actually, to be specific, that either use that color as its focal point or within the storytelling. And the pages are just beautiful. Each uh, story is good. There are two that were a little so-so as far as the story, the writing, but I liked how they incorporated. I just didn't feel for those stories. Um, there's some other ones in here that were just amazingly done with the, with the art. So I'm going to quick go through the writers and the artists for all these because there's a lot of them. Oh shit! And then I'll have to do the colors too because uh, I, 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 I'm guessing in this book colors are kind of important. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna. There is there's, there's ten there's ten stories, so you know there's a lot of people to. What, okay, why, why don't you pick your favorite one? Yeah. Uh, the first one was Serial Artist by Sean Simon uh, and Tony Atkins, uh, colorist Andrew Dalhouse. Um, this one just starts off with a serial killer who is an artist a bit. And on the first uh, page shows her killing two young kids. And then you kind of find out that she works at a, uh, a more... more she's she's dating a, a mortician. Yeah, a mortician yeah. to bring in more bodies for them to... Yeah. Then charge more people for embalming stuff. And they had they had a scheme that she was only supposed to kill old people, uh, so that they'd get more business coming in. But then she just starts killing anyone she wants because she's an artist. And you find out that she escaped from a mental hospital, and just seeing the blue throughout, and this being the first story too, you start seeing what this whole book is about. Blue in different panels, blue just 
shining in different things. Very, very well done. And the story, like I said, really great. Second favorite story was also then the second one, which was 918 uh, by Joe uh, Keating, art and color by Ken Guerin. This one was also a trippy thing. A lot of these happen at night so that they can kind of have a bluish background in a lot of the stories so that you can kind of use that color there. But this uh, story in particular is kind of a, a love story about a drug addict, about wanting to get back with his alien lover in a space station and him being so coked out that he goes out the airlock door and, and dies. So, so sorry, sorry. It's a classic but, story. Yeah. <laughs> Heard it a thousand times. <laughs> I mean, there's... Uh, then I, I mean I just there's a lot of stories that I could just keep talking about the yeah. ice cream truck one I yeah. mean a lot of them are just random or the color of someone's blue eyes that makes them love a world that's scorched and everything it it's a very great book I think it, you know you give a really simple pre- uh, premise to a bunch of really creative people and seeing all the different directions that they can take it uh, it's quite fun I'm looking forward to the the next few to see how they do. Uh, I'll say this though: I thought that there was a lot of twisted people writing for this. Oh yes, <laughs> a lot there's of the a, stories were kind of they're kind very of dark, but it's vertigo. So you know, I get that they're you know they don't always do you know everything. That's exactly what I was thinking. So when they get to black, I'm kind of wondering who. Which... But, but what? But I thought most interesting about blue though is blue is typically uh, known as like a healing color, and so why there's so much murder? Oh, melancholy and, though. I, I guess there's blue. I guess there's depression, but uh, but yeah, typically blue isn't usually thought to be wacko's color, and yet there was a lot of crazy people in there. But I'm feeling. Oh, but sorry, it was cyan. Yes, it was cyan, so not blue. Okay, I'm feeling positively orange about the whole thing. So, <laughs> all right, uh, time for a little booze in a book. Uh, sure. Okay, this week I have got. For Booze in a Book, Hacktivist, number four, from Archaea, uh, from Melissa Milano, Colin Kelly, Jackson Lansing, Marcus Toe, and Ian Herring. And I am pairing this with a mixed drink. Before you guys start running off with this one, I'm going to tell you, don't. The drink is called a chunk. (laughs) Sounds gross. You mean like from Goonies? Sounds the same. Is not spelled the same. It's actually T S C H U N K. How the hell is that spelled chunk? Because it's German. Oh, okay. This is a German cocktail, and it's made up of uh, rum and a, a drink called Club Mate, which Club Mate is more or less, from what I can tell, kind of like a Red Bull. All right. Tons of caffeine and, and, and sugar and other stuff in there. So, kind of like a, a Red Bull vodka, except. Chunk is one of these drinks that seems to have really taken over uh, with European hacker culture. So whenever you get into these things, that tends to be the drink of choice for all hackers. So I wanted to find something that was appropriate for hacktivists with the hackers in there that they might, you know, want to try something perhaps a little bit different because this is mostly Europeans doing it. So you're going to have to try and... Work a little bit, but I'm sure they can probably find a place on the internet that would sell them some Clubmate. Yeah, and uh, and and bring it over. But it it it's basically um, you know you've got your gold and your dark rum. You've got some some cubed up um, lines. If desired, you can add a little brown sugar to it as well, and you pour it over ice and go to town. 
See, uh, you didn't pronounce it with the proper German inflection. Schunk! Yeah, and see, now I totally hear that T at the beginning. Yeah, so, okay. Of course, I, I apologize, listeners. I probably just blew your ears out. <laughs> but well, yeah, so uh, so go get Hacktivist number four and, and ha- have, have a chunky drink. Sounds good. Drinking sounds good. In fact, reminiscing about some of our favorite drinking times or just times together also sounds good. <laughs> Kevin's like, I don't want to drink again. <laughs> He's shaking his head. Oh. Don't shake your head, Kevin. You're just activated, reactivating the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to blow some chunks. I, I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the science. Um, yeah, a couple, couple uh, other little notes throughout the, the last almost two years now. Um, for me... Kind of just the interviews and in, in, in general and meeting all the creators that we have, uh, whether it's been in person or or on, online via the interwebs. <coughs> that's that's been a big highlight for me. Um, I liked when we did the shitty Avengers. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> those costumes were awesome. That you know that's I don't like to cosplay. I'm, I'm not a fan, but I I actually thought when we were doing that that there was. Something along the lines of, uh, like Tony was Tony was saying, uh, hey, we gotta all dress up together. And I'm like, dude, we we by no means can make really good costumes. <laughs> so if we're gonna do it, let's do it as shitty as possible. <laughs> I expected him to go. Well, if we aren't gonna do it good, I'm not gonna do it. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to do it. Yeah, but that that was fun. I think I think Motor City last year, just in general, was was a huge highlight for me because there was so much going on there. You know, it's kind of like the first time where we were out where a lot of people knew who we were. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just being able to walk up to, you know, different artists and creators and, and having them at least recognize the name, if not be fully aware with us. And then you add in the fact that we were on the cover of the, the Fanboys versus Zombies variant. My mother <coughs> was very proud of her boys. Yeah. You know, and then just, you know, getting drawn into Fanboys versus Zombies later on. Those are Those are things that really stick out to me. Um, as far as personal moments, but I don't know, Kevin, you got any uh, any particular ones that 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 are popping into your brain cell? You know, as a, uh, so brain? I'm sitting here, as I'm sitting here in misery, absolute misery today, <laughs> and I was thinking, man, if we if we butted up that uh, that uh, special edition we did, where you guys shoved a mic in my face. While I'm butt wasted, yeah, and you play that, and then immediately listen to this one. I think there would be like some continuity. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the so how? I mean, I don't even know how people people still tell me they 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 listen to that. Yeah, it's, I mean, is that is that like a feature somewhere <laughs> on the site? Does, is it highlighted? Is that the Easter egg? <laughs> <laughs> you do the Konami code, you get to hear Kevin that, like fall off his chair laughing. That was such a great night when you did the Harlem Shake in front of the cab and you swore there was music playing. <laughs> <laughs> there, was. there was. There was music playing. You know, I I like uh, when Tony got called out by uh, Frank, Frank Terry. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it was... And, and then the fact that, you know, when Tony did apologize because he hadn't read the book, uh, that, you know, it, I think that really helps solidify who we are is that, you know, look, if we make mistakes... We'll own up to them, uh, but then overall, we we do want to stay positive. I don't think uh, Tony was obviously judging the book by its cover, 
Space Punisher is a pretty <laughs> ridiculous name, but you know, yeah, the story but was, it was awesome but it actually book. was a really cool story. So <laughs> I, I just think that that you know that was one of those moments where I was like, you know, I'm glad to be working with you guys because other people might go, yeah, screw him, I'm, I got my right, and then turn into you know real. Dicks. How, how, how are they like? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, getting called out was uh, <laughs> when I felt like we are making it. <laughs> like, we are onto something here. And, oh, man, just really, as I already said before, just being able to just record us talking. I, I know that we have interesting conversations and everything, but just to have people like to be part of our family, like, that's where doing this it, for simplistic reasons, because I'm lazy, I don't want to edit so much, but... Also, making that format, it's just an hour sitting with us or however long we're recording. We go through straight. We don't edit. I, well, I like the fact, and, and, you know, it's like we looked at, we played around with editing early on and realized that our free flow conversation, I think, is, is much more inviting to people that are listening I out think there. we're I think we're genuine. I mean, not to, like, you know, toot our own horns, especially not on, you know. Toot, 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 toot. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's not a video cast, so we could be tooting our own horns, and they would never know about it. But <laughs> are, are Derek, we tooting si- hands, hands check? Are, are, are we tooting silent horns? So I just think that you know the the genuine nature of our podcast that you know this this is us, and uh, you know when people come and talk to us, they're like, oh, you know, you guys sound like you do on your podcast, and you guys behave like you do, and like you said, we're not we're not here to be dicks. We're here to have fun and and party down and drink some beers and talk some comics. Occasionally, so. occasionally I like to be a dick, though. Yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, there's actually uh, a lot of people that, that we we should be thanking here, too. Well, before have, we get to thank them, uh, you might not want to thank me, because I'm just kind of going back through some archives, and uh, the numbers just don't add up. We're, we're, at oh, our yeah. we're at our 100th episode right but now. But we're not on our 100th week. Yes. Yeah. I, I was I was trying to say positive. I wasn't going to bring that up that you fucked up so long ago. Oh yeah. And and in fact, even looking back at this, when I said our our when our one year is, that was one year when we started using WordPress that we post reposted the first uh, episode because we also had a, a HTML site that we also created before using WordPress, which is a lot easier because we're lazy and and all that stuff because <laughs> we don't do math very well. Yes. Uh, that. Yeah, our anniversary might not be in June like we have celebrated uh, last year and this year. And it might actually be closer to now around here. I don't know. I will try to figure that out. I'm no, sorry. I don't, I don't know. Um, actually, if, if we... If you know you can easily for- tell is you just listen to the first episode, see what book we were reviewing off the shelf that week. And then you can find Holy out. Holy fuck, actually, that was the smartest thing we've ever said on that's this why you, show. That's before. why you have me. Well, <laughs> that, and we could go to iTunes and see when, if it if it's archived back that far in iTunes, we can look and see what the date that that was posted, because it doesn't matter to iTunes what website we're on. But we've had special editions. And well, yeah, to- had- Tony decided to number special editions. I'm like, why are you numbering those? Well, because it's another episode. And I'm like, yeah. it's different. Different. Yeah, just because it's on the same, you, you know, just because you got like, uh, like uh, Agents of Shield and the Goldbergs, just because they're on the same network doesn't mean it's the same show. So, are they on separate networks? They're both on ABC. Are they? Which I love the Goldbergs. 
I love Agents of Shield. I wish you guys would watch. Maybe it you more. guys should get married because they're on the same network. Yeah, maybe you should learn how to use numbers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Tony's reading Black Science. He's hoping some of it will wear off. <laughs> All uh, right, should, should we do last call or, or should we do do some thank yous here first? Let's do last call first. We should thank the people at the end. Okay. Um, I didn't have a ton of books this week. I don't know about you guys. It was uh, pretty much every Avengers title pinged. You have Uncanny Avengers Annual, Avengers, Avengers World, New Avengers. Um, Uber came out two weeks in a row back to back. And also I got the free comic book day Uber yeah. uh, title, which is uh, kind of more of a historical read, if you will. Yeah. And I, uh, like I said, I, I enjoy Kieran Gillen's uh you know, writing so and especially his kind of alternative history here. So I, I like it quite a bit. Unfortunately, I didn't. I didn't get to to get any of the free comic book day stuff because we were having too much fun golfing and grilling and pinballing and comedy clubbing and drinking yesterday. But I did take a brief moment and run down to the shop. But by the time I got out there, and I am happy to say this, they had actually run out of all of their. Uh, all of their uh, freebies, freebies stuff, cool. you know, uh, here in town. Not not our shop back, though. The shop that I go to, it wasn't that one. I will get to them later because they're going to get kudos. But I thought it was awesome, and I walked in, and so what they were doing instead was they just basically went their bargain bin comics and just threw them up there, two per <laughs> person, free, you know. And so, and that line was huge, and the coolest part about it. Almost every single person I saw that had free comics in their hand had something that they were buying, buying as well. As well, that's good. And I was I was extremely happy to see that. So, um, yeah. So for me, uh, Serenity uh, n- number four, all new X Men number twenty six was a really really good issue, um, and it's kind of funny because Kitty Pride is calling out old Scott Summers for talking to young Jean Grey, basically going. It, like she goes, that will be the last time I ever see you in a room with her alone. <laughs> I'm like, she's calling him an old perv. <laughs> uh, Haunted, number one of four from Red 5 Comics. Um, pretty cool. I, I just took a shot on that. And the other book that I really wanted to get around reviewing, but I think I'm just going to wait until this one wraps up, Loki, number three of four. Or I'm sorry, Loki, Ragnarok and Roll. Number three or four from Eric M. Esquivel and Jerry Gaylord from Boom Studios. This is dude, such a fun dude, book. Those covers are just so much fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it just screams dirt rock, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, and for uh, fans of Fanboys vs. Zombies, uh, all the characters from Fanboys vs. Zombies make a cameo in here in the crowd. Yeah, at one of the concerts. So cool. made me happy just to see. See some of my favorite peeps from yeah. from comics. Derek, you need to stop going first because you always say all the books that I got, and and then I don't have books really to to say. Well, but, just just say some stuff. Um, some stuff. What, uh, no one pick up a uh, Age of Ultron. What? What? Uh, what if? No. No. Number five. Uh, good. Uh, good finish to this what if arc. Uh, so now it's it's time to put Ultron away for a year. <laughs> yeah. Until Avengers 2 movie. Yeah. Or yeah. Axis. Yeah, or Axis. <laughs> oh, God. No, no, no. Seriously, after... I mean, I really enjoyed it, but just at, at, at the end, I'm like, wow, that was a nice conclusion. Let's just put him away for a while. Yep. Um, Rye number one from Valiant. That was good. 
Japanese warrior of the 41st century. Nice. Kind of like Flash Gordon, but... Uh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, t- time for some thank yous. Yes, yeah, sincere, and you know, we might go through these more or less quick. Please, uh, please don't think uh, that we, you know, mean any less uh, to you if, you know, we don't have a, a fun story. You know... Uh, who you are, and we love you guys. Yeah. So, and, if, and seriously, come have a have a drink with us. Yeah. If us. if we missed somebody, which I'm sure we will, um, so sorry. Uh, but I, I'm going to kind of cruise through this one because I've got it just right up in front of me. Um, I want to s- start by thanking um, Jay Webb, Ari Carr, Dominic Papandria, uh, J M Clark, Sean A.K.A. Potato Waste, and Nick Francis. They were kind of our first really big fans and supporters early on that really helped get the word out about us and um, are still good friends and, and listeners. And they mean the world to me yeah. just because of, of how much they really helped get the word out about us. I want to also thank uh, Mike Madigan for, fuck man, knowing source code and doing uh, HTML stuff. I knew a, a bit like how to do an angel, you know, fire website back in the day. Fuck having uploading podcasts or anything, and he came over the first night we recorded, and added, Derek was adamant on putting it up that night, so we were up till I feel like it was 2 in the morning, coding, doing shit to finally get it to be posted online, and thank you a lot for him, and then also to uh, Nick Heiler, who then uh, helped us gravitate towards WordPress, because it's so much easier, and... He's helped out a lot with uh, some formatting and some things there. So, obviously, without those two to get us on the web, we wouldn't be coming to you right now. And then big thanks to Steph Schultz for helping us with the updates and all other kinds of fun stuff, getting our site mobile. Um, you know, so, yeah, there are a lot of people behind the scenes. Um, some some of our sponsors, which the great thing about our sponsors is that they're, they're friends as well. Um, Miriam Kruger and Motor City Comic Con, thank you so much, um, you know, for, for being there for us and letting us, you know, be your sponsor as well as you being ours. That's, yeah, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, Daw Apparel for, uh, helping us, uh, promote our shit and, uh. Yeah, getting the shirts out so that people don't have to wait just to the handful of conventions that we get to. Uh, Fanfare Sports and Entertainment in Kalamazoo, Michigan. You guys are the coolest fucking comic store ever. Um, and... Then Intercomics over in the UK, the online store for uh, really, you know, wanting to be part of what we do at the very beginning. And giving us some international appeal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then GrandCon. Uh, thank you to Mark Spector and Brian Lenz. Uh, you know, looking forward to being in the second year of that. All right. The list goes on, and I'm going to get a little quicker here. Um, review writers uh, for our website, who without them, we would not have all the awesome content. Uh, Tom Barnett, Tom Spielman. Ruben Mendoza, Jason Stagner, Jake Morris, Eric Owens, Scott Bachman, Scott Keys, Josh Gillum, and Patrick uh, McAleer. Thank you guys so much for everything you've given us on there. Uh, we've got some some artists, some people in the industry who have backed us, who have helped us, who've given us, I guess, free commissions or like. No, there's no not free commissions, but well, yeah, not free, but <laughs> allowed like, us. I'm like, what did you get free, <laughs> asshole? <laughs> Well, I mean, our logo, you know, oh. was, I mean, I'm saying have given some of their creative talents yes. towards the <laughs> donated group. Donated their time and energy. Yeah, donated yeah. Their And time given and us, energy. you know, some good interviews. So, uh, especially Jason Westlake, who um, 
you should call him Hollywood next time you see him. Because he hates it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think it's still funny that you just found out. Yeah. Who, who's just found out? Yeah. Oh, I just found out. Yeah, the yeah. Yeah. He's found out. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel bad well, that he, I've been he doesn't. Called. He doesn't like to be called. No, Hollywood. he hates, he hates it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I've been doing that all the time. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, Jason not only uh, let, you know helped us create the logo, but he also lets us use his artwork for a backdrop on all of our stuff. Um, and another uh, person who's also designing some designs for us. <laughs> He's arting the art. Josh Werner. Yeah, Josh made the uh, the the new three logo kind of t-shirt, t-shirt designs, designs. Yeah. Um, for us so that we we can have multiple options for you if you go to dawapparel.com and use the code DOC20 to get your stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, in there, Jay Shimko, a good friend of ours who kind of uh, introduced us to some some key people early on, and, and that made made a huge difference. So thanks, thanks Jay. Um, Tony, we had, we had some more in that list, too. You want to kind of list off yeah jerry and penelope gaylord um and brian turner all part of the yeah all the family we love their book and then they kind of started loving us too a bit and thanks to them we got to put something off our bucket list of being on a cover and then in a comic yep like that is just that actually going back to coolest thing ever i take back anything that i did say that is Hands down, flipping the, flipping the page and seeing our faces drawn in when we didn't know it was coming—that was pretty cool. So, and, and thanks to Bo- everybody at Boom Studios as well, not just for that, but for for all the other stuff. Um, Gary Reed, uh, writer of Dead World, thank you so much for uh, you know listening to us and and quoting us on the back of of your trade paperback. That was probably one of the biggest and most memorable shocks ever. Is when I'm like, oh look, it's trade paperback, and I flipped over to see how much. And I saw the quote from the review on the, the podcast, <laughs> and I peed a little. Um, Jim Toe, a good friend of our show, who was also a fill-in guest host when needed, but yeah. um, big supporter of us. Raven Gregory from Xenoscope. Uh, he was he was one of the first people to reach out to us and, and talk to it. Like, I didn't know that, like, you could get review copies of books before they came out. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, he... he he opened my eyes to a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, Melody Martin, uh, you know, just good friend of the show. Dirk Manning, Seth the Moose, Cena Grace, all great people in there. And then one other uh, guest host, Chris the Bartender. Yep. Uh, so thanks to Chris. We also had uh, Nick Lavelle kind of filled in. Yep, he's our beer expert. Makes yep. us beer and makes us happy. Yep. And then uh, Josh from Fanfare Sports and Entertainment. Um, you know, has, has also been a, a guest host as well. So when we were in a in a pinch and a pickle, and we needed a little more play for the platypus, those guys came in and <laughs> and helped out. So uh, last last two people uh, for guest appearances were Regina and Laura on the the lawyers episode. Yeah. Yep. So and and all the other you know uh, artists and and writers that uh, take the time to let us interview them and ask them silly questions like what's your zombie plan uh that we get at the conventions you know yeah uh, we appreciate your time and your talents and most of all um thanks to all the listeners because without those people we still wouldn't be doing this but i know you're out there because i see who's downloading what <laughs> i don't necessarily see who yeah. each person but i can see yeah we're, we're not the nsa here we're just <laughs> we're just saying we see numbers and those numbers are are, are very 
pleasing to us. And can you uh, tell me those? Because I'm bad with numbers. <laughs> Tony can't get past 20. <laughs> yeah. I, I think technically, even though this is our 100th, I think it's really only the 97th. I, I didn't, no, out of numbered ones. It feels like 100. Yeah. It's got to be 100. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's a, yeah. It's so, a number. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's a number. between 0 and 200, so we're in the ballpark. <laughs> some 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 fans going to go back and count them. That would be <laughs> no, awesome. Yeah. And let us know. <laughs> Uh, and thank you to that person who will do that for us. <laughs> I, I have I have one idea in particular. I think I know who will. Uh, <laughs> all right, so, I, I think that's kind of got to wrap us up here. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, we got to go get uh, some more drinks for Kevin. He looks like he's starting to sober up yeah, a little. Bite of the dog that bit you, man. Thanks, or, but, guys. <laughs> <laughs> buck up, little camper. <laughs> Well, listeners, keep reading your comic books, and we'll be back to talk about them later. To another hundred. Cheers.